Welcome to the official podcast of onceametro.com, the Red Bull Rant. I'm Jason I. Pico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 122. Sucks to be Kansas City. Doesn't it suck? It's been a First, bad couple days for Kansas City. Yeah. First you lose to the San Francisco Giants, which, come on, let, let's get real. They should really be called the New York Giants. They should never move in the first place. But then again, you lost to the New York Red Bulls in two straight games in two weeks. Suck it, bitches. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. And to top it off, to top it off, four goals, Golden Boot winner, and the first Golden Boot winner apparently in ten years to score in a playoff game. Oh, look at that. Really? That... Wow, that I didn't, that I didn't, one uh, that. that was that was a stat that was dropped on the ESPN broadcast. I don't know how true that is, but apparently that is true. I, I'd imagine it is if they said it on TV. I mean, you well, can't if they say it on TV. TV right? It has to be true, right? Yeah, it's like the internet, right? That's right. If you say anything, if you say anything anywhere, it has to be true. So, right. but oh man, that's that was that's game for the ages, my friend. Game for the ages. Uh, I had been drinking since the beginning of the game, and after the game was over, I had thought about it. I'm like, you know, I'm really glad I didn't start drinking after the first the first goal by Kansas City because I might have been really sad. Because you know, you know how it is. Like the the, the adage kind of is, whatever mood you're in when you start drinking, you just you know carry that on. So I'm really glad I didn't start drinking after the goal because I probably would have been really depressed. But man, Bradley Ray Phillips, I fucking love you. You are amazing, and I hope you stay around for a long, long time. <laughs> he is a wonderful man, isn't he? He's, he's truly he, wonderful. He is. And, and his post... like I, I have really heard him talk before. That's the, the one thing that I found kind of off is his accent. Like He has a British accent, but it's his voice isn't where I expect it to be. If that makes sense. <laughs> it's a weird thing. But I don't care. I, I'll take any imperfections you have as long as you keep scoring goals, right, Phillips? Just keep putting yeah, them in the back straight. of that. Ugh. Ugh. Just great... And, and come on, I mean, Peggy Lulandula, how, how, what a spark he provided this team when he came on in the second half, right? I mean, he, he's the one that threaded the ball to Henri, who set, who eventually set up the, the first by Phillips goal. He's the one who th- passed the ball to Ayango for his botched cross that <laughs> perfectly somehow found Bradley Wright Phillips unmarked in the box. So, I mean, uh, there's just. The crazy thought is, what do you do for the next game? Do you just keep him as that super sub? Is that where he's going to succeed the most? You know? See, I, or do you take was, a chance and start him and run him down? I, you know, I don't know. I would say, especially since Tim Cahill has played two straight games, you start Lulandula. Because, honestly, this team seems to play better when Cahill is not the attacking midfielder. Or the central attacking midfielder. Because he is yeah. not the kind of player he is not the kind of player that you... you play through. He's the guy that sits in the box and just waits for header, but he can't be the guy that you you put the ball through. Yeah, we've said it and a thousand times, he's just lost in that position. Yeah, and, and then especially with the fact that he's played two games in, what is this, four days now? Right? Mm-hmm. Five days. It's just, you don't you don't play him. You don't start him, at least. You know, Andre's one thing, because he had Sunday off, so you play him. But Cahill, you don't, because... That's a lot of wear and tear, especially for a guy. If and don't get me wrong, he had good moments in this game, but he was <coughs> he was largely absent in the second half, and maybe it's a little bit of fatigue setting in. So just sitting down. Um, I don't know. It's I, I, I'm still kind of, and it's partly the alcohol since I had another drink since the game ended. But 
still kind of uh, a little bit high on the uh, euphoria of the whole situation. It's just... Yeah, yeah I think this is like the fastest... Well, I mean, we've done post-game, uh, you know, at El Pastor, but this is definitely, I think, the first time we've uh, recorded immediately after the game while we watched it at home. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't making the trip up to Red Bull Arena tonight, like, just because it's, I have work the next day. Uh, Pat was actually there. That's why he's not here at the moment. We're waiting for him to show up so he can talk to us. <laughs> Apparently, driving home is more important than recording the podcast. I mean, who knew? Yeah. Right? He didn't want to talk and drive or text and drive at the same time, that son of a gun. H- how dare he obey the laws of the land? Yeah. What the hell's he thinking? Come on. <laughs> All right. So let's get into uh, our likes and dislikes for this one. What did you dislike the most? Uh, I thought the ref was uh, mostly terrible. Uh, I like the idea that he, you know, he did keep the cards in his pocket. Uh, I don't believe there was a card the entire game, right? Unless I missed something crazy, I'm, I don't I'm think pretty, I saw a card come out. You're right. I'm pretty sure there were zero cards handed out in this one. I have to double check right. now because which, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure which which I, you know, I'm totally fine with. But he was missing some very obvious fouls on both sides of the ball uh, at one point. Um, uh, trying to remember who it was, if it was Lloyd Sam or whoever. Well, someone gets knocked down in the, uh, by the sideline. He just stands there and it had to be – it happened right in front of the sideline judge. And, of course, he put the flag up and signaled a bit. The ref was looking at the play. It wasn't away from the play. He saw it too. Um, I think everybody in the stadium saw it. So well, that's my big uh, my dislike. It's just that guy was not on his game. Uh, and that, that's my dislike too. I mean, the ref <coughs> – and it, to me it seemed like it's more – Against the Red Bulls, but <coughs> looking at the stats, actually, Sporting Kansas City was called for 19 fouls versus eight for the Red Bulls. So, wow. I mean, if he, and he missed some, so they could be easily over 25 at this point. I th- I think he just missed some obvious <coughs> ones, and I mean, I, I will have to watch the game again because uh, I thought Thierry Henry did get pushed from behind outside the box in the first I, I, half. You know, I counted. I counted at least three players that got pushed it that got ran into from behind. Not even just pushed, ran into from behind, and nothing got called. So I mean, and I'm I'm just gonna assume it was Colin making every single foul because that that's what that guy does. Yeah, so I'm I mean, just gonna, I'm just gonna assume that. Yeah, why not? Because we 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 hate him. Man's so. a criminal. It works. Yeah, nothing better seeing I mean, that second goal go in and having his reaction like looking up in the sky like a oh, oh. Well, because he probably knows he should have been guarding Ray Phillips. I mean. And that, I, I really don't understand how Sporting Kansas City left anybody, let alone the Golden Boot winner, basically on the penalty mark, un, unmarked for at least three yards in any direction. Like, how does that happen? Uh, and don't get me wrong, the Red Bulls, understand it. Don't, don't get me wrong, like the Red Bulls didn't have, you know, during the season they've had moments like that too, but never to that extent. Like, they've always had a guy at least closer, but never to that extent. And actually, speaking of Taylor Trollman, I, I told you this during the game. I completely forgot until you mentioned his name. Can you please <laughs> shut the fuck up about the number of games that Sporting Kansas City has played recently? Yes, they played four games in the last two weeks. Guess what? So did the fucking Red Bulls. They're not, the Sporting Kansas City isn't the only team playing in the CCL. They didn't invent playing midweek games. Come on. Don't, I, I was so, f- I, I, I had a lot of excuses. He did. It's oh, Graham Zusi had to play in the World Cup. Oh, you know, Beasley got hurt. Oh, they played in CCL. So fucking what? I mean, Terry Henry didn't play on Sunday because his Achilles flared up. He, we're, we're probably lucky he actually played tonight. Honestly, I mean, like, it's just 
And you definitely saw moments of happiness on Thierry Henry more than usual. And then on the other side, and I, I made comments because I was running the Red Bull rant Twitter handle. I made comments about the narratives for today. It was on the Red Bull side, they always manage to lose a playoff game. And on Sporting Kansas City side, it was here's why if they lose, it's not a bad thing. Like, come on, really? You're you're, you're <laughs> talking, and, and then you mention, and then the, plenty of times you mention that Sporting Kansas City is the defending champions. Okay, I get that MLS Cup is considered more important than Supporter Shield. But the supporter shield is should not be considered a minor achievement. It's a major achievement to go thirty four games in a year and be the very best team out of those thirty four games. And honestly, that's a lot more impressive, in my opinion at least, than winning five or six games in a playoff, which all you have to do is get hot at the right time. I mean, it's not like the Red Bulls were a bad team last year. Right. Just fucking yeah, stop with the excuses. Just stop with the excuses, Taylor Chalman. Don't make excuses for teams playing poorly. Unless that excuse is that there's poor coaching, because that's what their problem was tonight. It wasn't that they played four games in the last two weeks. It wasn't that their players had played so much since the beginning of the World Cup. It's that they didn't perform when they needed to. That was their problem. That Sporting Kansas City couldn't get the job done tonight. Yeah. What, he, what Taylor Tillman should continue to do, though, is uh, do that little pop-in he did to Alexei Lawless during the halftime. Oh, that was you. great. That, that was great. I, I I was cracking up. I thought that was just absolutely hysterical. For for those of you that weren't watching the broadcast because you're probably at the stadium, uh, the situation with that was Alexis Lawless was asked in the first of the two halftime segments because they for some reason they have to alternate who talks to Alexis Lawless during halftime. I don't know why. I know. I, I don't either. <laughs> I, after watching the last two MLS games, I was like, why do they do this? But anyway, uh, he was asked about the handball in the the, the Dallas Vancouver match, which honestly I could. I think was not a handball because the arms at the guy's side. But anyway, Lawless is basically sticking up for the referees, <coughs> and whatever you know, Mark Geiger is one of the guys is the guy we sent to the World Cup and had a great World Cup, so that you know will come some slack. But Taylor Trollman did have a great lead in and stare down of Alexi Lawless. I mean, that was just a great moment. That was funny. All right, so uh, I'm going to guess that we both are going to like the same thing, but you go ahead, Truman. What did you like about this one? All right, well, let's let's just bring up different topics because obviously Bradley Ray Phillips was awesome. Um, so I'll bring up something, and that was I thought Hamasan Alave played an absolutely beast game, uh, made some critical defensive plays. Yet again, I don't know how the guy does it at his age. I, I, I really don't know, but... Um, he definitely made some huge, huge plays throughout the game. Uh, so kind of the unsung hero. Obviously, we all know who the actual hero was. But hats off to Hamas and Alave for playing his absolute ass off tonight. I, I, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Roy Miller in that respect because he, he was kind of in the same vein where he was he had a very physical game. And actually, <coughs> I think Trollman uh, did mention him at some point in the broadcast. But Miller had a very physical game. Obviously, he didn't pick up a card since nobody else did. Um, but he had a very physical game, did a very good job of shutting down that side of the field, and got up in the attack really well. And and I I, I was going to mention the play of Eric Zan- Eric Alexander and Dax McCarty, and I just want to actually I need to feel like I need to chime in on this. Um, I don't blame just Alexander for that goal or, or for the turnover that led to the goal because honestly, Henri had a pretty poor pass because Alexander had to stretch for the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I still think I still think Alexander should have controlled it. But if it wasn't for Henri's 
pass in a tight situation that was away from Alexander's body, I don't think that gets turned over. So, uh, overall, I'm actually going to give Eric Alexander a, a, you know, a pretty good mark for this one because he actually, except for that one moment, he did a pretty good job in this game. No, no he and, was And he I was think the Red Bulls are now, and the Red Bulls are now, I believe, 7-1-1 one, one since going to the 4-2-3-1 formation with Dax and Alexander in the back. So that's, you know, pretty impressive right there. Hey, and how about Eckersley? I mean, oh, we I mean, didn't have to curse his name in another yet another game. Has he found his and, form? And, wait, hold on. And on top of that, and we should never have been in the situation, <coughs> never should have been in the situation to begin with, with him having to to fend off two players in his own defensive corner. Yet he muscled two guys off the ball <laughs> and, <laughs> and cut the ball away. <laughs> I don't know how I we mean, did that. I really don't. <laughs> he should never. Actually, let me finish that. None of our players should ever be in that situation, but he managed to do that, and I got to give him major props for that because he is not a big guy. He does not look like a strong guy, but he managed to somehow fend off two Sporting Kansas City players, keep possession of the ball, and then clear it to a Red Bulls player. That was a pretty impressive sequence. No, I, I mean, yeah, I, hands down. Hats off to the man. All right, so with tonight's win, that means the New York Red Bulls We'll move on to face. <laughs> yeah, that that team, the, the the DC scum, in the Eastern Conference semifinals. All right, so the first game of that series is this upcoming weekend uh, on Sunday. So that's November second, four p.m. Eastern time. So for those of you over in uh, Europe, you'll actually have a reasonable start time for this one. You might be able to watch this. Um, yeah, nine o'clock. Oh wait, wait a the minute. Game. Hold on, the clocks go back, so it could be who knows what time over there. I don't even know anymore. Well, they've already went back, so actually, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, our clocks go back this weekend, but theirs already did, so they'll be five hours. It'll be five hour difference after the, on Sunday for them. So my ni- my nine o'clock is still correct. I just said I think it's correct. I'm pretty sure their clock is back already. Um, for those of you in the United States, though, the game is on Univision Deportes, which I think means that they're going to have the game available on MLS Live. So I feel like if I think if that means that if you're in, uh, I think if you're in New York, you can get the MSG coverage. Maybe I'm not 100 percent sure on that because they're not currently not showing MSG listed on the uh, on MLS Soccer. They're just they're just showing uh, CSN Washington. Hmm. So I don't know how that's going to work for for in the New York area. But if you're outside New York area, at least you got MLS Live to deal with. So um, so we're gonna quickly preview that um, DC United number one seed in the East going into this. Uh, I don't remember the record off the top of my head. I need to look that up. No Honestly, one cares. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, when it comes to playing DC United this year, though, we have not had the best results. I believe it's one draw and two losses. I need to verify that. No, it's two losses and, and one win. Uh, they won one, one nil. They won two nil, and then we won one nil in a midweek game. Oh, that's right. The mm-hmm. midweek game because nobody could attend it anyway. So there you go. We're one win, two losses this year. Um, so predictions for this one. Pat apparently decided to say screw it and not come on the show. Because, <laughs> I don't know. App- apparently we're not good enough for him anymore. So screw. Let you, the man Pat. celebrate the win. Let the man party. Well, this is a party. This that's the whole point of this is to, to, to we, celebrate if, a victory. If we weren't home, we'd be partying too. Well, I've, I've been partying with the alcohol, so that that kind of helps. <laughs> <laughs> um. So predictions for this one, Truman, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? 
Well, as you know, I'm definitely not giving a score prediction because it's the playoffs, and that's how right. I roll. Well, first uh, off, are you going to be there? But if you, I, I know, I know, that, I know, I'm not going to be there because I have stuff going on this weekend. But are you going to be there? I will be there. There's no way I'm missing this game. It's Sunday. It's my day off. Hey, I get paid tomorrow. I'm going to buy 400 tickets and fucking take all the people I know. Uh, I'm totally Jesus. not doing that. But uh, yeah, no. Well, I, I was going to say, if you, if you are going to buy 400, um, if you are going to buy 400, could you like save one of those and just give it to me for the second leg? Because I could use it. Sure. Yeah, why not? Let's get, let's get silly. Yeah. Um, if you look back at the three games, they, the losses were not terrible. You know, it was a 1-0 and a 2-0. And honestly, that, that second loss, if you remember, they had a dozen opportunities to score in that first half and uh, couldn't put, put one through. Um and then they gave up that goal in the second half and then the late one that sealed it. So definitely not a team that they're afraid of playing home or and, away. And that, and that second game, the second game was also, if I'm not mistaken, in the middle of like a heat wave in Washington. So the, the I mean, and yeah. granted it affects yeah. both teams, but that, that was not a good game before the Red Bulls because of the heat wave. So like a lot of the players were kind of taking a little bit easy, trying to conserve energy, which didn't help the cause at all. Right. So, I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's not going to be a team they're intimidated uh, against, although we know the playoff history is just absolutely brutal. But is this the is this finally the year they can they can get one past DC? Uh, the, I think the big question is can they hold them to a goal or no goals? Because that new away goal rule is going to count. So that I think is going to really be the biggest thing. Um, uh, you got to turn the momentum from this into a positive. You know, quick turnaround. I, I think they can definitely win Sunday. Uh, I, I don't see why they can't. You know, I think I think tonight, I think tomorrow's or uh, Sunday's crowd's gonna be better than tonight's. You saw the upper decks were a little empty tonight, but what are you gonna do? The Thursday night, uh, Southward is going to be, I think, even more crazy than they were tonight. Definitely, I can see them them winning this game. Well, I mean, <clears throat> come on, we. We heard at the end of the game the fuck DC United chant. So of course Southward's going to be up for the game on Sunday. I mean, they, they were up for the game before this, the first the, the Sporting Kansas City game even ended. So oh, yeah, um, I, I'm I'm hesitant to predict a win because I feel like, and I'm, I'm I don't want to say the phrase because Pat would be pissed off, but I just feel like this is you know one of those events where everybody's riding high from two straight victories the way we got them and then. A little bit of a fallback down to earth, but I think, and I know I'm absolutely going to jinx myself by saying this. I think this situation might be different this weekend. Yeah, you know, play, playing the midweek game sucks. Thankfully, we didn't have to play extra time and deal with all that crap. But I honestly feel that this team looks like it's hitting its stride at the right moment, despite the despite all the missed chances in the first half tonight. I feel like this team is starting to hit its stride. And in a playoff situation, that is the most critical thing, is that you get hot at the right time. I am going to go with, uh, and I believe I predicted 2-1 for this match against Sporting. So if I did that, hey, good for me. Uh, I'm going to go with another 2-1 victory, take it back to D.C., get two goals down there somehow, and secure your victory. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. One game at a time, well, one game at a time. Well, I, I'm, sa- I'm saying two goals because of the way goal thing. Right, oh, I know. Which, but, yeah, it's... They gotta which put in goddamn a huge why, effort. which and I know this is gonna be just a, a me bitching, but goddamn why couldn't we have away goals last year? I know, I know. Trust me, every fan thinks about it. 
Every fan hates away goals until it could have come in their favor. It, it just it doesn't make sense. Like Grant Wall was last year was trying to make the the argument that <coughs> since it was seeded, away goals don't matter. But it's two fucking games. It's not like the Red Bulls. It, it's like a best of three series where the Red Bulls actually get two home games. It's right. two games, one in each place. Just it doesn't make sense to not have it. So hey, at least we have it now. So there's there's that. <coughs> All right. So um, <coughs> do you have anything else you want to discuss? Yeah, I hope the LA team doesn't keep their name uh, LAFC because that would be really stupid. Oh, oh, well, that's just a that's just a test name. Right? It better be just a test name. I saw that. I'm like, just, oh god, come on. Just Ridiculous. like NYCFC, just like NYCFC was supposed to be a placeholder. Yeah, well, yeah, we saw how that worked out. Yeah. Um, right. The other thing I'll mention real quick is that Julian did he did send us a little tweet. You know, he's pretty. Of course, he's a little pumped up. Uh, you know, saying first leg at home, BWP on form, Pecky subs freaking well, Southward on fire, home playoff hoodoo broken, yeah baby. <laughs> there you go. And of course, DC. His his other thought was DC who. Yeah, I I can agree with that. All right, so for Pat and myself, oh sorry, not not Pat for Truman and myself because Pat's not here because he's a little he's a little bitch that likes to go party and not do do his podcast. Uh, for Truman and myself, this was episode number 122 of the Red Bull Rant. Screw the rest of the wrap-up stuff. You know where to find us every, on yeah, everything. Yeah. So, for Truman and myself, episode number 122, as always, go Red Bulls. Yeah, and uh, win, and see you at El Pastor. Peace out. Oh, yeah. Since it's the last playoff, uh, it's the last Red Bull game for El Pastor, send it out with a bang. Yeah, show up, you jerks. I mean, you great listeners. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys.